Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wild Chats. I hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast. Do me a favor. Uh, go to wherever you're at and click the share, subscribe, like button, wherever you're uh, consuming your podcast at. We really appreciate it. Uh, I am Ryan. That is Maria. <laughs> and um, Maria, you know those moments where you just kind of, you're just waiting for something to happen. Like you can tell whether it's like a car accident or someone crossing the road or, and, and you see it with animals too. You're like, all right, I see this animal approaching near this animal something's about to happen here. Yeah, you almost feel that energy, that moment, yeah. the second before the attack. Yeah, so basically that's going to be our uh, that's going to be our videos today. Today's going to oh. be like pre-attacks. Oh. So those moments when you know something's about to happen, you're starting to cringe because you could just see it happening before it happens. Or like when a cat is about to jump and you just know it's, it's going to miss. Like it's... Yeah, exactly. These, these are going to be those fun anticipation moments where you're just kind of like, oh, oh, man. Oh, God. Have you had any of the, like, what's the funnest one you've seen in person? I cannot think of any. Um, okay. Oh, you know what? Um, Pepita was running. She was running and she put the brakes and okay. she just slipped and you can just, ah, and she hit a wall. And that was. <laughs> Did she slide or like roll? No, you know what? I think I sent you that quick. It was in the camera. It was in the living room, and she was oh, on and the really, really upset, and she just kind of slipped and 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 I was like, oh. Or um, actually, a better one was when we went to a zoo and the monkey just missed the rope, and you can just see it, and it crashed against us. <laughs> I for the monkey. I shouldn't laugh, but it was pretty funny. It landed on grass. It was safe. It was okay, but it was hilarious. You're like monkeys. They're just like I think they were like um, spider monkeys or something, and they were going. They had this whole little obstacle course that they're going through, and then one guy just totally missed the rope. And you're like, he was on? going crazy. You could just see mayhem. Mayhem uh -huh. was following. Maybe that was his name. Uh we have now named the monkey Mayhem. If we ever go back and visit him again and he has babies, they will be Mayhem Jr. That that's uh that's <laughs> Mayhamies. It's like a horrible pork product of some sort that I would not want to eat. <laughs> um we need to find that video and show it later because it is pretty cute and you can just hear me like, oh that's a moment. I do I do have it. You wanna let's let's see. We can we can tee it up for people. Let's see. Okay, see. Let me, uh, I know I sent it to you. You did, you did. And I, I have a pretty good idea of where it's at. Let's Maybe see. some acrobatics going on. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. And he says the name there. Of course, that's the colloquial name. Maybe you can fast forward just a little. It's a little long of a video, but it is pretty adorable. But if it's adorable, I don't want to fast forward it. You're right. You're so right. This, you're is right. Our, this is the zoo that we were talking about in the uh, the last podcast, where they're all rescues. They're they're all animals that have been rescued. So this isn't like your typical zoo, and so it's very environmentally based. And, and once the animals can be re-released, they they do. Um, it's a fantastic place. Yes, it really is incredible uh, what they do there and uh, how they keep the troops separate. So. Oh. 
Did you hear my laughing? <laughs> not not over my laughing. Let's try it again. <laughs> I laughed the same way. <laughs> that was so painful to watch. So uh, that one, we assumed he was going to catch the rope, but there's a lot of times that uh, you're, you're not quite how it's going to turn out, but um, here's, here's a fun one for everybody. Oh. Cat I versus black he's... bear. Let's see how this one's going to turn out. Look, at, look how he's fluffy enough. Like, I'm trying to look bigger than you, man. Yeah, that's going to happen with his the little cat on is... the bottom. Sneaking Very up on a black bear. Great strategy. Great strategy. Oh, is it pee? What's the black bear doing? <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I look at he's like fine. Comes yeah. back, like whatever. Yeah. I chase off black bears. Look at me. Look at me. That is adorable. Pretty funny when the bear is the scaredy cat. <laughs> well, they usually don't want to have any trouble, but look how easily they climb. It's it's incredible. Oh yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And the cat's still there, like, oh, hello, this is my territory. These are my seeds, my bird, my birds, my bear. <laughs> and the sound you're hearing is not from the video. That's Peeps throwing a little tantrum in the background with her little snort. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned something. I was hoping you didn't hear it, but oh, it's, come on. she's okay. Her, her little snort's adorable. Throw, throw her up there. I'm sure she'll do it some more because she'll be irritated. People, I don't know if it's a bark, a snarl, a snort. It's yeah. just it's very unique. Like, I'm Chihuahua upset, you guys. Pizza. I'm upset, you guys. Oh, why are you upset? Tell us all about it. We're on camera. <laughs> Hey, Monchichi, what's going on? What's what's wrong with your world today? She's of like, course, no. now I'm quiet. And she I'm does ignoring. not do cameras. She does not like cameras. She really doesn't. Ever since she got adopted, she will turn her head. Um, when we did a photo shoot with her, it was a pain because she will turn really quickly. So we had to have our cameras ready at the same time so that she would uh, pose for us. Yeah, guys, if we're ever talking about some of the videos we've done in the past, we used to have like a, you know, top 10 animals of Asia kind of type channels. But what we did was we we did a little photo shoot with Pepita on a green screen. So then we could take her and we hid her throughout the video. So it's kind of like a Where's Waldo video style. So you actually have to go like all the numbers had like a title. And then if there was a plus at the end of the name, you knew that she was somewhere within that number. So if it was like number eight uh, spider monkey with a plus, you would know to start looking for Pepita. And it just turned mm -hmm. into this fun game we used to play of just, can you find Pepita? But when we did her photo shoot, we must have taken what, like 200 photos? At least, at least, I, I, because it was, it was, there were a ton. I think we got yeah. like 10 that were even slightly usable and of those, she had her typical chihuahua, like, irritated, like, I'm not amused face. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, speaking of chihuahuas, so I go to one of those supermarkets and they're giving free samples of uh, mm -hmm. dog snacks. Okay. And I tell the lady, like, oh, I have a, a rat-sized monster. And she's like, oh, you have a chihuahua? 
She's like, I know exactly, exactly what you have. <laughs> I was laughing. I'm like, couldn't you have chosen a, a Yorkie? I mean, come on. Come on, people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as round as she's gotten in her older age, she's looking more rat round than a, than a Yorkie. Yorkies just get stringy furry, but they don't have, I've never seen a fat Yorkie, have you? No, but I meant like in temperament, like a monster style of dog. The fact that I said rat-sized monster, it could have been any other dog that is also a known for being a little bit on the yappy side, but no, no, she chose Chihuahua. Yeah, but I think every time I look at like a top 10 most dangerous dog breeds or top 10 most like feisty dog breeds, it's always like pit bulls and some, and I don't agree with some of these. I think most of, most dogs that are ill-tempered or have a reputation for it are usually because they weren't trained properly or yes. put in a bad environment because pit bulls used to actually be called babysitter dogs. Like Nanny back dogs. in the 1800s, they would leave them with babies because they're yeah. that caring and protective of them. But when you read these lists, it's usually the only tiny dog on the entire list it's usually a chihuahua. I think dash hounds um, also, and every once in a while you see a schnauzer. Every once in a while, but I think I think uh, chihuahuas have that reputation for uh, for feisty, tiny dogs. Yes. Are you feisty? Are you feisty? It's like no, I'm camera shy or camera irritated. What are the two? She she is actually a really good chihuahua. We work really hard with her to to keep her calm and to respect her space. Because also what makes them really annoyed and barky and bitey is that people touch them without asking. So they basically violate their space. Yeah. And uh, so I made sure that she was, that people always asked uh, to pet her. And uh, I will actually flip her upside down if she was being very rowdy. And I will ask the person, can you just stay there? I'll flip her upside down as mm -hmm. a domination thing. And so we work hard with her. And, and it worked really well. She's really a good, uh, or a chihuahua. She's pretty calm and collected, but I still call her a monster because. <laughs> As with every dog, she has about 18 nicknames. I call her Monchichi, you call her monster. And then you don't even know where the nickname come from. I don't even remember why I started doing that, but. Or the beast, when I, the or the kraken, yes. if I want to see. Really, Here. the kraken. Here's, here's, a, here's a few beasts. I don't know what, if Pepita would be this dumb, but. Here's here's a few beasts. Oh, <laughs> oh. Honey. How, did, how did this duck not know that this was a bad idea? This is a perfect example of that moment where you see something and you think to yourself, this isn't gonna turn out well. This is not a wonderful world when you think to yourself, oh gosh. <laughs> and I think to myself, what a not good world. <laughs> And the funny thing is, oh wait, I don't. Let's see if I can. Uh huh. Give me a second. So, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because crocodiles don't eat that frequently. But I've seen so many photos. She she's being herself. <laughs> she's fighting the blankets. So if you hear oh, all these growling, a blanket battle. it's a blanket battle. Um, sorry, sorry. That's what happens when you have a dog at home and she runs the house. So there she goes. <laughs> she needs somebody to cover her up. Excuse me. Okay. 
We will we will let Maria take a pepita break, and as she does that, I am going. <laughs> I mean, she has like an envelope uh, bed. Like you will think she will be able to do it on her own, but she's incapable. Like this is just this is not in her job description. She's not getting paid enough for that. So I apologize. <laughs> okay. So clearly this is a uh, something that's relatively common. I don't know what it is with animals walking among crocodiles, but I think this one's taken in Africa and the goat is just strolling right through the middle of them. Is it a goat what? or a cow? I think it might, it could be a cow. We're seeing the back end of it. Whatever it is, it's an animal that could easily be eaten. That's <laughs> decided it was just a good day to uh, go for a walk in the middle of these guys. Well, the thing that you realize about animals is a top predator, as well as actually any animal, will do its best to reserve energy. So if they're not hungry, they're, they don't go hunting to gather it for later. That will be a squirrel type of move. They'll hunt for okay. later. I know crocodiles will go hunt and hide some of the food for later, but if they're full, even lions, sometimes you see them with their with their prey nearby if they're drinking water they can they almost have this unspoken language where they can almost sense if they need to be friends or foes at that moment it's very interesting well i, I know that the crocodiles typically actually go like a month or more between eating you know their metabolism is so slow and they're actually able to slow it down if they really have to in severe circumstances. And I guess there's been instances of crocodiles and alligators that can go years without actually eating. Wow. They can control their metabolism. But let's say, let's say crocodiles eat once a month. Let's do it. Let's see. Now, now that goat is walking through about 10 crocodiles. So on average, there's only two so months. So you have a year's that, worth of uh, a year's worth of. Uh, that would be like a safe move two months out of the year if they're all on alternating food months. There, like it's just still not. <laughs> maybe with one crocodile. But... No, I I actually don't see the logic on doing that. But he must be friends with those guys. You know, they meet maybe <laughs> on the same gang. I don't know. I don't think they uh, sync up their eating month if, if they're eating once a month. So it's, I just don't see that big a. Uh, a that's a gutsy critter. That's a gutsy critter. But see, the funny thing is you see animals and you're just like, okay, so a bear runs away from a cat. That's kind of weird because you're waiting for that to turn bad as far as the bear turning around. The chicken kind of got, or the duck got kind of exactly what we expected. Let's see if I think it was the chicken. No, there's enough. So there's another clip. I didn't know which one I was going to play, but there's an, it's almost the exact same clip. And it's a chicken that's walking in between crocodiles and there's like six of them. So it's clearly a common thing in a really strange way. Um, but so that the new, the joke of why will the chicken cross the road is now, why will the chicken jump the crocodiles? Okay. And I like how the, how in the video, he like steps on a tail on his way through and like bumps another tail. <laughs> he's, he's in no way trying to be stealthy here. <laughs> and the dude could fly. I mean, come on, people. Seriously. <laughs> the dude could clearly fly. He's a duck, a chicken. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, I get you. But, but come see, on. 
the problem is it's it's not it's not just animals. Look at that squid. Look at that thing. Oh, he's got my rope. Wait, wait, hold on. This is my rope. I need this for my board. Uh, giant squid. Here, let me um, let me. Oh, yeah. They're so dangerous. <laughs> They're so dangerous. They're seriously very dangerous. Like, don't mess with them. <laughs> Plus, they have like a beak and they can bite you off. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, and he's off. Look at it. He's like abort, abort, he's like, I'm abort. Out. I'm out. No, I'm gonna get back off. Wait, board. that was a bad idea. No, I don't want to be out. Abort. Hold on, I'm safe. I'm safe on my board. Hold on. Hold on. I, I I've got to be safe here, right? <laughs> No, you're not. You're better off in the water. Like, seriously, dude, just jump. Like, just go away. <laughs> oh, you see that he has a chopped uh, limb. Does he have a chopped limb? Ooh. I don't know, but he's like halfway up the board. I think he could have claimed that thing if he really, really wanted to. <laughs> uh, yes, there actually have been, if I'm right. Oh, he does. You're right. There is a little bit of a oh. weakness in that, that there. And that happens but a lot too. We were talking the, the other day about, yeah, we were talking the other day about manatees and stuff in, in the other podcast we were doing. And again, it's boats and stuff that don't realize that a lot of these animals that come close, closer to shore than they would think that end up causing a lot of damage to wildlife that they don't even realize. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't understand. Um, like that's one of my, one of my fears I've mentioned before, I have a fear of fishing hooks, but I also have a fear of uh, boat propellers. So yes, I like yes. Seeing all that, I don't understand how you. I mean, I've seen one or two like safety covers that are like plastic that you can put on propellers. I don't know why it's not a common thing. I, I just feel like I don't know if it takes away some of the power of the propeller or what it is, but um, yeah, that's that's um, definitely one of my they're other things. To, they're trying to make it a thing, mm -hmm. just because just because it does protect wildlife. But there must be an entanglement, entanglement or something that because it hasn't become a, either a law or a common practice. But that would be phenomenal if they did I something just, like that. If I'm taking my kids on a boat and they're going skiing, I would want one on the back just for safety, just in case. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. But I, I don't know if there's like a performance thing or they're more rare than I think or that the specific designs I would love. If anybody watches this video knows anything about the propeller protectors for boats, I would love for you guys to write it in the comments because that's something I don't know anything about and I really would like to know more about it. So yeah. please, if you have the knowledge, drop it in the comments. We would love to read about that. Another thing I would like to know about is why people or companies who produce windows don't produce, um, birds can see in a different frequency than we can can see um, or hear. You mean light wave see. frequency? Okay. Um, so they can see a different, a little different than we can. And there should be something that will deter them from it. I know if you put like a clear tape or uh, different stickers, then the birds will, will be able to identify that that is not a, you know, continuation of the sky. And yeah. it would be kind of cool if actually companies created something that will make the animals aware that there is something there. Like if you put uh, sunglasses, like these glasses on, and then you put por polarized glasses, yeah, you can actually see your tinted windows. You can see different colors. It would be really cool if they did something like that normally. 
it's kind of a crossover, but I read an article the other day that they're actually creating um, solar film now, like solar panels that are clear that you could either put on a window or it could become the window, but it's still opaque enough that you can see through the window. So it's its goal and purpose isn't for bird protection, but I think it would probably have that same effect because a lot like putting the tape on the window, it creates a texture to the window that then would probably be more visible. So that's interesting. I don't think I've read anything about that. That wasn't the reason they were created, of course, but I, I think that that could be a, a really cool ancillary benefit. Well, especially when you have really tall buildings, you see these glass buildings and you're thinking hundreds and hundreds of birds are constantly being attacked by, yeah. you know, by the sky. They believe it is a sky and it's not. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, fun things, fun side uh, track we just took there, but hey. <laughs> okay, so here's a fun question for you. What would be scarier, a giant squid or a colossal squid? Well, they're both synonyms of majestically. They're two different animals. I, I think it's the colossal squid that got mistaken for the kraken. Back in the day? Yes, I was going to say, that's the one in the Pacific and near Japan. I don't know exactly where they reside. I know one of the, the two because they're the two largest squids. But which one, just by name, sounds scarier? Colossal. 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 Which Colossal would definitely sounds be... way bigger than giant. And what makes the Colossal squid even scarier is on their tentacles, they actually have like swiveling hooks. Where a giant squid doesn't have that. So if uh, if that guy on the surfboard had happened to, well, if he ran into a colossal squid, it would be bigger than the surfboard to begin with. But he'd be clawing, literally like cat clawing his way. Oh my gosh, I cannot surf. imagine that. Like I'm scared. Like now I'm uh -huh. scared of yeah. these colossal so monsters and hooks. <laughs> well, there goes the kraken. <laughs> it's amazing how many animals that actually exist today that i mean when people would travel they wouldn't go to a lot of these parts of the world or they would be because colossal squids and, and giant squids are very they're deep sea animals for the most part so people back in the 1800s they're not jacques cousteau like scuba diving down there to see a lot of these animals so you end up getting where manatees were mistaken for mermaids and, and a lot of these mythical animals. Well, the gorillas, they thought gorillas were fake. Like they were imaginary creatures. Exactly. So I think it's, so it's not, I mean, I'm not a believer in Bigfoot, but I do kind of understand that how people, well, we, we haven't charted every part of the world. We haven't been in every forest. Every part of the United States. If you look yeah. at Montana and the Dakotas, they're just gigantic pieces of land with tons of crevices that we haven't discovered. Yeah. Or... So as much as we've, we've, the world's become much, much smaller, obviously, with airplanes and transportation and the way we explore, and unfortunately, the way we're cutting down forests and stuff and exposing animals that we didn't know existed before. Yeah. But so I don't know about Bigfoot. I feel like we've covered enough of the planet that we would know if there was a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot at this point. No, I'm they thought cicades. They thought I'm cicades were extinct and cicades come up every 17 years. So why mm -hmm. wouldn't other creatures or or cryptids, if you want to call it mm -hmm. something mysterious we haven't discovered yet as a cryptid, like they used to think the Kraken was a mysterious creature and it happens to be a colossal squid. 
Why yeah. wouldn't? And, and there's a lot of theories. If we're going to talk about cryptozoology, there are a lot of theories why we have not seen Bigfoot and why it may or may not be real. So it is fascinating when we talk yeah. about stuff like that. It's just we think we're so advanced. We're like, oh, yeah, people in the 17 and 1800s, it makes sense that they'd never seen a manatee. So when they saw one, they had heard of mermaids, and that's what they equated it to. Or they'd never seen a, a colossal squid because they're usually under the water. So when they see one, the Kraken myths come out. And, and it's kind of common, you know, when you go fishing, I caught a fish this big. The squid was by the end of big. <laughs> Speaking of that, Christopher Columbus made a, a remark about how ugly mermaids were in one of his writings. Mm -hmm. And it's because he said, you know, they kept saying mermaids were beautiful, but they were pretty ugly. And it's because uh, manatees and the other um, of the same family that were uh, confused, uh -huh. they will keep, it wasn't hair, it was just seagrass. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, and, and you see the old maps with the with the creatures like don't oh, go here yeah. because this creature was there and uh -huh. he's like oh that wasn't a creature that was actually an orca or perhaps it was a um oh why did i forget the name of it's it's from the family of the orcas that has the horn i can't believe i, can't, I forgot narwhal narwhal is what you're thinking of yeah yeah and then they would sell the narwhal tusks as unicorn tusks and stuff and Mm -hmm. Yep, mm -hmm. the Vikings did in the medieval yeah. time. I tell you, those, oof. Yeah, there's there's some weird stuff out there. There's, but it's again, it's kind of understandable if you have no point of reference. Um, I think it's it was a TV show, and it might have also been a, a book, but it was called "What the Bleep Do We Know?" And they were ah, talking yes. about it was. I saw a movie. What the bleep? Yeah, it was like a, a show, but it was based on like perception, where they said the Indians saw the Europeans coming in on ships, but they'd never seen a ship like that before. So even though the ships were really close to shore, they couldn't actually see them because their perception wasn't. It just wasn't within their well realm of reality. It's almost like a ghost. It. It's like I feel a presence, but I can't see it because it's. But it was really interesting the way they were talking about perception and stuff like that. So if you do, if you've heard of a mermaid and you've never seen a manatee, it kind of makes sense. Hopefully nobody that hopped off, hopped off the boat. Reminds me, <laughs> that kind of reminds me of my story about the manatee that I thought it was a weird, bizarre creature because of the propeller cuts that we were talking yeah, about. Exactly. It made it look really bizarre. And I only saw a curvature, which made it look more serpentine then he was a big, you know, bulky creature like a manatee is. He just looked very scary. So we, guys, we've mentioned this twice with the squid and stuff, too. I think that was the last episode or maybe two episodes ago. We'll put a link down below for the episode that we've been talking about. And if you if want I remember more, which one it is. <laughs> if you want more cryptid stuff, too, we had one of our old list videos we did. We'll put a link to that one, and then you guys can see what I was talking about, about the Finding Pepita. Uh, so any number that has a plus next to it, Pepita's hidden somewhere within that number. Um, don't cheat and go to the comments because people really like to say where they found her. Um, so it takes part of the fun out. Or some people got good and they would just leave the timestamp, but not say at this timestamp exactly where she was. 
So it depends how kind people were in the comments at that point. But uh, now it's way more fun because you hit her upside down with some critters, and you just there are times where where you really had to pay attention, and that was oh, actually yeah. more fun. First they were really easy, and then we started making them harder and harder. I don't remember that episode, but we'll put the links to both of those below if you guys would have watched them. But if if in your world you are a uh, a salmon, and you are, oh. are and you're trucking upstream. Oh yeah, that sounds like something I will choose. This is is an attack <laughs> waiting to happen. This is like your your waking nightmare of like I have to get up there, and I have to go through these guys. <laughs> Not only that, but most of them by the time they get there, most of them are already reproduced. Well, they're still jumping at that particular uh -huh. juncture. They're still jumping, but even further up, they're already they really reproduce already and they're ready basically to die but imagine if you're like you're up you're you're, you're a fish you're swimming upstream and you're like oh great great that that's thanks thanks for that <laughs> they're beautiful bears aren't they though they really are wow. that is amazing brown bears wow See, so I, I i i think i have a strategy for the salmon I've got it. You I don't do. know how it's going to happen because they're also mortal enemies. But the salmon <laughs> need to somehow become friends with a house cat. And then the salmon can just roll with the house cat and the bears will run away from the house cat. Yeah, that makes total sense. Like, yeah, <laughs> I will talk to natural, uh, Yeah, we'll talk to nature and, and see what they can do about it, about I, those type of friendships. I don't know how they're going to get the, the cat to swim along with them. They usually don't go for that. There are a few cats that love water, like Maine Coons. And there's a few cats that are, Yeah. I guess the reason right. cats don't like water is, I forget which way it goes. Do you know? Like the the thick furred ones, it's something about their fur and the way the water penetrates it. I think Maine Coons like water because the water doesn't actually penetrate their fur. And that's I why they're okay right. with it. I think you're right, but I don't remember. I know there's certain breeds who, they, but it seems like they have furry hairy ones are you know the ones who like them but also jaguars love water yeah and just that, when you get into cats. house cats most big cats do like water like tigers and stuff like big cats like water for the most they part. do i yeah. love it when you watch them playing oh my gosh yeah they're, the whole they're day they are definitely fans of the water <laughs> they are but house cats is hilarious to watch them uh in the bathtub like when they're trying to grab something and they fall into the water and then mm -hmm. they jump like, like they don't even touch the water. And they're already jumping. Like they, they, they have like superpowers. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we, we've got we, we've got one coming up that we're gonna do. But somebody basically throws a cat into a ball pit, and I don't. The cat barely touches the balls. Like I, it somehow is like it just it, it hates it so much that it literally as soon as like four paws touch an inch of the ball, it jumps out of the ball pit. Like I, I don't even understand the physics of how this poor cat was able to like leap off of the balls within a millimeter but yeah they not fans they are they are skinny little creatures sometimes <laughs> you know i'm actually speaking of that and the dynamic of the body as it's supposed to fall due to gravity and yet they bounce out i was watching some videos of people doing that like they look like they're gonna fall yet they're able to go up but i don't know how they're doing it if they're just like like moonwalking like break you know dance I mean? parkour mixed all together they can just do it all like gravity who cares something something they're doing something but i was watching a couple of videos of people doing things that like 
the trajectory should be moving forward, but yet they're able to move backwards. So I don't know if they're just moving their body such a way that it fools us to believe that they're moving forward, but there is actually yeah. backwards. Yeah. It's like moonwalking. Yeah, you see that a lot in like, yeah, really cool breakdance, like advanced breakdance competitions and stuff. But there's one thing I forgot to mention since we're still talking about flying. Did you know squid can actually fly? In the water? No, actually. <laughs> no. In the air, like you've seen like manta rays and like sharks no, they and where they breach out of the water. Uh -huh. I guess squid are able to do that. I and can see that. I mean, they, they can propel quite well. Yeah. And they usually, seen... animals usually do it out of, um, so if it's a whale, they'll do it for several reasons. One of them being communication. Okay. They're trying to tell where they're at with their okay. tail or jumping to announce their location, uh, or they're trying to remove barnacles or parasites. Okay. And in the case of, of squid, I don't think they use it for communication. If they do it, they'll do it for parasites, I assume. I, well, what the, the interesting thing is actually when they're flying through the air, they travel faster than when they're swimming. They have an ability, they can actually travel further in air, or faster in air than they can in the water. Uh, so oh, I don't wow. know if it's a defensive thing, but they actually... Somebody had found it so interesting. I've never seen it. I wish I could have found a video of it to show you guys, but I couldn't find one. But in 2004, people studied the phenomenon and they said most animals, when they jump out of the water, they're basically just gliding through the air and, until they, they land again. Yeah. They like flying they, fish. They literally just, you know. Well, the manta rays actually will, will flap sometimes. Mm -hmm. So the difference between gliding and actually flying is... Are you coasting or are you actually trying to continue to propel yourself in mm -hmm. the air? Mm -hmm. Squid actually fly. Like they've actually seen them flapping their tentacles. And then you know how they're able to propel water? They use water uh -huh. jets. They uh -huh. actually, when they're in the air, propel water jets. Oh so my gosh, this actually, sounds magical. So they're actually keeping themselves afloat. So they're flying by flapping and propelling. They're not just leaping out of the water, gliding, and then entering in it. They literally fly for short periods. But is it of the time. tentacles or their little? It's probably their flappers. Yeah, it said, let's see. Uh, our observation seemed like squid engaged in behavior to prolong their flight. Uh, one of our co authors seemed to act, seen them actually flapping their fins. Fins. Yeah, it's their fins. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Not the tentacles. They have these lateral fins okay. that they navigate with. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. And then they said that they felt like that was flight because they were actively trying to keep themselves in the air. That and then a squid is being, incredible. Yeah, a squid being a squid, clearly you're already aerodynamic. It's uh, You're about as smooth wow. as you can be. So wind drag isn't going to do a lot to you. But Wow. Yeah. I came across, I just, I found that really interesting. I wanted to make sure that, that is I, incredible. Yeah. Got that in there. Wish I could have found that. I'm flabbergasted by it. Again, you know what, guys, if you, if you find a video of a squid in the air flying or floating again, let us know down below. That would be fantastic. Really? I really want to see that. Uh, <laughs> I do too. I'm really, I love, I love research, but I also would love to, like, it's like when you're reading a uh, book, it's nice to read the book, of course, because your imagination goes, but it's sometimes nice when the graphics. And so in this case, we're reading the study, but we'll, I would love to see the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty easy to write a term paper. Like if you're a kid in grade school, it's pretty easy to write a paper these days, because if it's about squid, you could just go to YouTube or some other platform 
and just type in squid facts and basically your work's done for you. So uh, this is our lazy research. I did some research. I hope you guys enjoyed it thus far. But oh, this is know, awesome. Like I'm so know. impressed. I've never heard of that. Me neither. Me neither. I thought that was really, really cool. But uh, wow. and this will be really fun too again once we uh, get going a little bit more and we've got some more people. We are going to start some live streams and we're going to be able to have some uh, some fun conversations here. Guys, I hope you had a great time. I know we did. We always do. Um, and again, if you guys get a chance, go ahead and uh, click the subscribe button if you're uh, catching us on YouTube. There you go. And uh, click the bell icon also. It'll give you alerts when our new videos are coming out. Uh, we're looking so forward to building this up to where we can have some really fun live streams. If you guys are catching us on Facebook, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, please uh, subscribe, like, follow, whatever it is. And again, write us a review. We love reading what you guys think of the show. We really enjoy it. Um, and it allows us to grow a little bit and maybe get some, some good ideas. So uh, again, hopefully you guys had fun and we will see you next time.